In her 1987 ballad, Heaven is a Place on Earth, Belinda Carlisle sings, Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. They say in heaven, love comes first. We'll make heaven a place on earth. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. In her catchy lyrics and tune, she sums up our readings for today. It is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. The realization that, as Elizabeth Barrett Browning said, earth is crammed with heaven. Or as Belinda sings, ooh, heaven is a place on earth. I know, I know. We all thought that heaven would have streets of gold with no homeless people sleeping on them or moms overdosing, or domestic violence, or war. We thought heaven was a place where our biggest worry was how many jewels we would get on our crowns. Not whether there were children dying in detention centers because they crossed a made-up line drawn in the desert by humans as though we own the joint. We thought heaven would be a place where we sung hymns for eternity, but only the ones we like, right? And where we had long conversations with St. Paul and Thomas Aquinas and Prince. Not a place where people routinely use AK-47s to kill innocents. We thought heaven would be a place of unencumbered abundance. Not a place where some are dying from starvation while others die from complications of having too much. But our scriptures tell us Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Sarai and Abram needed convincing of this as well. They were skeptical. They had stepped out of their homeland and sojourned into the unknown, living in tents wherever they went and relying on the hospitality of strangers with varying results. They left their home, Ur of the Chaldeans, where a system of dominance oppressed the people, where very few were in power and the rest were under the boot of power, and they went out on faith to live in a way more in line with heaven. Their patience and persistence has created an incredible foundation for our faith. They stepped out of what they knew into the possibility of heaven, The possibility of a day in which all families of the world would be blessed through their lineage of faith. Everybody. As many as stars in the sky, as sand on the seashore. Into a day where people would find heaven on earth. Meanwhile, this series of non-sequiturs in Luke's gospel this morning speaks to a similar reality. <clears throat> it, did, did the gospel make sense to anyone? There's, right, there's so many like, little random things in the gospel. If it didn't it make sense to you, like, why? wait a second, we were talking about a wedding banquet, and then all of a sudden there's a thief at the door? Like, what's going on? If it didn't make sense to you, it's, do not worry, it doesn't make sense. It's not a high-minded poem that only super-intelligent people would understand. You know those kinds of poems? It's like, red, dog, sit. And you're like... I'm missing it. I'm so stupid. I can't understand that poem at all. But no, this is not what this is. My best guess is that this morning's gospel is Luke taking a bunch of different things that Jesus had said in his ministry 
that all say the same thing and just kind of condensing them into one place. Look alive. Heaven is here now. It is imminent. It is present. Be dressed and ready because God is with us and we will sit at a table and be served by the Most High. You see, Jesus invites folk into abundant eternal life and it's not just for the afterlife. It's a promise for right now. If Jesus had come only for the promise of a heaven after we die, then there would have been no reason for him to engage in most of what he did in his earthly ministry, right? Why would he have healed a blind person when he could have just patted him on the shoulder and said, don't worry, bucko, you won't be blind when you get to heaven, right? Why would he have bothered and gone to the trouble of changing water into wine if he could have just said, man, the wine in heaven is super good, You just wait. You'll see. Why would he have raised Lazarus from the dead, or cast out demons, or saved the adulterous woman? Jesus, in his life and ministry, demonstrated that heaven, also known as the kingdom of God, is among us now. He pointed to it, highlighted it, and celebrated it. He gave us eyes to see it creeping and growing and surprising us at every turn. And after the resurrection, when Jesus showed up again, and he could have, you know, showed up glowing and like, like he did at the transfiguration, instead he showed up with scars on full display, he confirmed what all who knew him had suspected. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Now this is all lovely stuff, right? Eternal life starts right now. Great. Kingdom of heaven being the same on earth as it is up there. The promise of of hope to a people who were as good as dead, as the Hebrews text reads. But can we really believe this stuff? Can we really keep sojourning toward this promise? Can we really believe that all the suffering that we see around us can cohabitate with heaven? I would propose that the only way that we can is with God's help. Through faith and persistence and the Holy Spirit given to us. And you all give me incredible hope. You see, I I watch you in real time as you look at suffering and you believe that God's love and grace can do something about it. You do that, church. In three weeks, we'll house Family Promise here for the week. Because you look at suffering, and you believe that God's love can do something about it. Families who are experiencing homelessness will make our church their home for one week, and you will feed them, and you will hold their babies while they eat. And you'll probably fight over the babies, let's be honest, because they're cute. You will prepare a place for them, and you will clean up after they leave. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. You, church, make it that way. You risk the judgment of others by formalizing our commitment to the radical welcome of God, by voting to become a reconciling in Christ congregation, 
to make sure that our LGBTQIA siblings would know that they are welcome here, that they're a part of us. They say in heaven, love comes first. Right now, there is a man in prison who has hope that he didn't have a few weeks ago because of you. Because of this church's participation in the One Parish, One Prisoner program, our inmate Wally is experiencing God's grace and love through you. Many of you have been giving your time and energy to be part of the BLC Border Crisis Team, and that came directly from a sense of hopelessness that met God's love burning inside of you. You do not take this stuff sitting down, church. And it is incredible to behold. If I ever doubted that heaven could be a place on earth, all I would have to do is take a look at Burlington Lutheran Church. And I pray that as you do that corporately as a church, that you would also feel it to the center of your being. That you would feel heaven in your bones. That as you walk into the world, you would know that God is with you. Giving you hope for whatever you need. Be encouraged, children of God. Be filled with patience and persistence. Our ancestors in the faith believed that heaven is now. And Jesus infused now with heaven. And the Holy Spirit has been given to us to roll with it in grace and love. Allow it to fill your hearts to overflowing. Let it continue to move you in big and small ways. Watch as it gives you eyes to see heaven everywhere. This wide, wonderful world is so beautiful. And so are you. The magnolia trees in my neighborhood are blooming for a second time this year. All hope is not lost. You are the church standing in the face of hopelessness and pain with God's love and grace. The energy of the Spirit of God propels you. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. They say in heaven love comes first. We'll make heaven a place on earth. Amen. Let's stand and sing together.